just a reminder, here at That's So Chronic, we are dedicated to sharing personal stories. We are not advocating any type of treatment, therapy, procedure or intervention. Everyone is unique, so please seek professional medical advice before making any decisions for yourself or for others. Welcome to That's So Chronic, the podcast where I, Jess Bryan, interview some incredible people from around the world who are thriving and sometimes only just surviving with chronic illnesses, life-changing injuries and potentially disastrous diagnoses. Today, in the middle of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, I was able to sit down with comedian Marcus Birdman to chat all about his experience of having two strokes, as well as living with a diagnosis of hemonymous hemianopia. In this episode, Marcus explains how it felt for him going through stroke number one, and then stroke number two ten years later, what happens when you arrive at the hospital, how he navigates living with 50% eyesight, and the feelings he has when he was told that this is a disability. And then I get to ask Marcus all about incorporating his experiences into his stand-up comedy, including a little behind-the-scenes glimpse into what it's like performing comedy about strokes to millions of people as a semi-finalist on Britain's Got Talent. Honestly, I laughed my way through recording and editing this episode and I'm really excited to share it with you all today. Welcome to That's So Chronic. Now, you are an award-winning comedian. You're currently performing here in Edinburgh with your show Platinum. Yes. And you've just been a semi-finalist on Britain's Got Talent, which is (laughs) very exciting. And... And you have also had two strokes. I have. Which is what we're going to chat all about. Okay. Actually, side note, for a lot of the guests that I have on That's So Chronic, I do lots of research and I'm deep in their Instagrams and I'm trying to find out little captions. And I loved that my research for interviewing you was going to your show, right. which was yeah, exciting. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in your Thank show, you for doing so, obviously. <laughs> in your show, you mentioned that you do have another condition that has been a byproduct yeah. uh, from the show. What was the name of that? Uh, it's called Homonymous Hemianopia, uh, which is a good Spell name. That. Isn't it? No, no. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, I made it, I used to sort of say, that it was a it sounds like Miles Davis's bass player yeah know, like <laughs> and uh, or a sort of Dutch old master painter so homonymous hemianopia is um so I'm half blind that's sort yeah. of I'm 50 percent of my eyesight is lost which I, I think perhaps people would then go oh he's he's, he's only one of his eye yeah. work yeah. so what, I, what I've got is 50 percent uh, in both eyes right so so homonymous hemianopia is blindness in both eyes of a certain percentage mm-hmm. and that, that can go up or down so yeah that's what that is so so that's the byproduct or the result of of the second stroke is that I'm, okay. is that I lost half of my eyesight okay and so I guess before we jump right in and chat about your experience going through all of this how would you describe what a stroke is to someone listening at home? Because I know that there's a little bit of confusion people sometimes have between stroke and heart attack. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I can only talk from my perspective. Mm. And I think, I mean, I, I you can have much stronger strokes than me and you can have much lighter strokes yeah. than me. Yeah. But um, what happened to me was I it woke me up and I, I would describe it as like being as if I was in a tumble dryer or something, just ah, spinning, yeah. um, although I was lying down, uh, and someone just whacking my head 
with a rock. It was oh like God. like someone was literally splitting my head open. So it was really painful. Right. Um, and I ju- was just completely. Mu- it's very. It was a bit. It's, a, it's almost like if you if you did a, if you took a photograph of what I see out of my eyes of what mm. what, what one sees out of one's eyes and sort of. Sc- Ripped it in half, yeah. scrunched up half of it, yeah. chopped up the rest of it wow. into strips, and then sort of put it back together again. <laughs> you'd get it; it, it kind of looked like that, okay. but, but like a lot of, but moving as well. Oh. So it's kind of, it's uh, you've you can see you can discern that the, there's colours and shapes, and you know yeah. I, that's Jess in front of me, yeah. but not the Jess I really know, yeah. you know. And you're moving, so oh. so um, like still like right now. Well, or now definitely it's, at that time. So, I mean, wonderfully, the brain gets used to that. Okay. Also, that was when it just happened. It kind of calmed mm-hmm. down. Um, yeah. At that point, I think it's a bit like, and, and they describe this as, as your brain kind of rebooting or need to reboot. So mm-hmm. you sort of switch on and switch back off, off switch off and yeah. switch back on again. And then things start to kind of calm down a bit. Yeah. Um, and again, and I make this joke in my... In my uh, show and I won't embarrass you unless you wish to <laughs> join in on this but it, I've had experiences where I've taken drugs yeah. and then my next day it's like my brain's <laughs> yeah. like blancmange it's like it's like someone's liquidized yeah. it right yeah. it's so it's it's discernibly my brains but they're all over the place yeah. um yeah. so that's what my that's what it felt like from a kind of psychological point of view yeah. um and what it's what it looked like from a visual point of view was what, mm. what, what I just said both those states have really calmed down. Okay. Um, the the brain because it's because it it just has got a bit more used to it, and I, yeah. I think the damage has kind of come back to a bit more normalcy. I'm less I'm less heightened in terms of my fears and anxieties and chemicals of whatever doing stuff. Yeah. Um, my eyesight because your brain gets used to your vision or lack of, mm-hmm. um, which has the advantage of it's not as it's. It's not as confusing. Mm-hmm. I'm also wearing glasses that take down... My my eyes are quite light sensitive. Yeah. It takes down a lot of the information coming in, which mm-hmm. then can get me jumbled. Yeah. Um, the downside is a little bit like... is I actually, I've got used to the fact that I don't see, so I forget that I don't see. Yeah. Which is helpful from a kind of like day-to-day living. Yeah. But then I will go, all right, see you, Jess, and walk straight into a wall. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I don't blooming see it. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. You know, so that's, there's a disadvantage to that as well, as which I have, which which you have to kind of watch. Um, yeah. And be mindful. Uh, like, I don't really like going, I mean, I can, and I do, and I met you on my own today, mm. in a very busy place. I don't really like doing it. Yeah, I was thinking about out. that when I was standing out there. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, this could be potentially difficult to be, be able to find this place. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and, I, and, it, and if, if I, it can literally come down to if I'm how tired I'm feeling or yeah. if something happens. As an example, I did a gig the other day where I, they, I walked out and, and I brained myself on the speaker, which I wow. which in, in my, I mean, it was in a ridiculous place yeah. anyway. Yeah. But anyone, I mean, and the, and the sound, the, the tech after the after the guy went, yeah, yeah, I whacked my head on that the first day. And I was like, well, why didn't you, why didn't you why move, didn't you move it, it then? Yeah. You know, and they go, well, we put white tape on it now. And it's like, well, that doesn't help me because I can't see it. Yeah. Like, like, it's, why is it there? Anyway, be that as it may. Yeah. Uh, um, I came out and without really opening my mouth, I, th- I think I said, hello, and smacked, I sort of walked oh, up into it, you in, know? In yeah. the gig? Right at the beginning. I didn't even oh. said, I'd said, hello, maybe, yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, uh, no. My name is Wack. Yeah. Uh, and, um. 
and it really threw me. Yeah. And then because yeah. it really threw me, it, it frightened me. Mm. And then, you know, you, you just get this sort of, you get this sort of uh, spiral of anxiety. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on a bad day, it's, it's, it's difficult to deal with. And on yeah. a good day, it's fine. Okay. Okay. And I guess these neurological conditions kind of make sense because that is what a stroke is. It's the lack of blood supply to the brain yes something happens with that exactly okay yeah yeah yep. well that I mean, there are there are there are, that is exactly right it's, mm-hmm. it's a, a certain bit of your brain dies because it doesn't get oxygen blood oh. blood, blood and therefore oxygen to it so it literally right. sort of suffocates in my case the optical bits have done that yep. um and there are two causes of stroke really which is you can have uh a, an aneurysm in your head like literally something kind of <laughs> goes yeah a vein or whatever pops, mm-hmm. which is uh, one type of stroke. Um, and the other type is if you have a blood clot that then goes into your brain and gets stuck, right. which is what I had. Oh, um, interesting. I can definitely relate. Obviously, it's not all about me, but I can definitely relate <laughs> to the optic stuff because that's how I first found out that I had MS. It okay. was on my optic nerves. Right. And I lost half the vision on my right side. It was like there was this huge cloud. In both eyes? I have had it in both eyes, but the first relapse was just in my right eye. Yeah. So it's come back, or it does come back? Yeah. Does it go again as well? Yeah, and then if I get really hot, th- that will flare up again. That's one of my symptoms. Always in the same place? Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it is. It's more to, like, to the periphery, I guess. And then for me, if I'm really tired or mm. if it's late at night and, like, there's lights, mm. I-, I get all those, like... Movements. The- yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> really helpful for... A- yeah. Performing on stage, yeah. right? <laughs> but literally, as soon as I got diagnosed and all this eye stuff was happening, I wasn't drinking. And then I was the sober driver. And I'm like, I really don't think that I should be sober right, driving yeah, right no, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. So <laughs> you with the eye condition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't drive anymore. I've, mm. I'm, I'm banned from driving. Um, okay. Which uh, is right. Yeah. Well, actually, because I also, I've, as you mentioned, I had two strokes. And the previous one had been 10 years maybe before. Mm-hmm. Where I lost a little bit of eyesight, and okay. I had uh, always assumed. Well, I'd, I'd I'd spoken to doctors and opticians and whatever, mm. and they'd said, "Oh yeah, you're totally fine to drive. You should probably tell uh, the DVLA in this country, the sort of driving yeah. licensing people, that you had this. But you don't you don't really need to, but you probably should okay. just to sort of dot your eyes and cross your t's kind of thing. Yeah, um, just in case. Just in case. Just in case you have a mad accident yeah. or whatever and someone go, go, goes at you if you, yeah. do, you don't see properly. But you totally do. And then I lost lost my, just before lockdown, I lost my licence for speeding. I just won too many points, <laughs> you know. Um, so I thought, I, so I, I, I had to give it, Send it to them, and I had to send it back. And um, yeah. and uh, I thought, uh, look, probably now's the time I ought to fess up and go, actually, yeah. sh- you should test my eyes. Mm. And uh, on the full understanding that it would be fine. So they tested my eyes. Because it was locked down, it took a year to right. come back with the results. In the meantime, I didn't have my second stroke, which uh, really took out my eyesight. Yeah. And I was like, even my own self, I was like, there's no way I can drive. I was yeah. like, I, I wouldn't yeah. even. Yeah, like you know. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not necessarily known for being sensible human, <laughs> but I was like, this would be yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, I then got the results back from, and, uh, from the f- and they were like, yeah, you can't drive. Okay. And I was like, so, <laughs> so I've literally been driving for 10 years without yeah. actually being wow. allowed to. So, so, I was really lu- so I was really lucky that I didn't have an accident. Yeah. I mean, but it seemed kind of weird because I, I genuinely at that point thought, 
I can, I can see enough. I wasn't that yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like, uh-huh. I used to cycle. I used to love cycling. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I'll be all right to cycle. Because, you know, I'm not blind enough that if you put me in a, a, a kind of football pitch or something yeah. I'm not going to fall off a bicycle yeah. I can see enough for that Yeah, it's more if things are coming at me but mm-hmm. if you put me on a road and I think I was like ah, oh, I can I can cycle on a small road it'd be fine and, yeah. then, and then I pulled straight out in front of someone which I just didn't see him on, yeah. a, on a junction yeah. who you know put his anchors on and I was I was very close to being kind of run mm-hmm. over and I just thought no yeah, you maybe. don't stop now rather yeah. than you know, so um, which comes a little bit back to what I said to you about before. I I, I have to watch my complacency with like, uh, yes, oh, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. And even like yeah. coming to meet you, going like it's fine. Yeah. Which is good because yeah. I'm not I'm not sort of um, cow ta- You know, I, I don't know what sort of cowed by it. Mm. But but I'm also maybe a bit too cocky sometimes. You know. Yeah. And constantly sort of Melinda, my partner, is, is sort of grabbing me as yeah. I walk straight out <laughs> in front of a car or something. Yeah. Which, you know, and I'm sort of slightly waiting for the. For that, for that time. Yeah. So the first stroke, when did that happen? So about 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Um, about 10, well, sorry, about, now about 12 years ago, about okay. 10 years prior to prior the second. Yeah. And is that, was that pain and the vision, did that no. happen on the first time? Well, I mean, I mean, you've, you know, you saw this in the, obviously in the show, but I'll repeat it, is that uh, I genuinely thought it was a hangover, <laughs> right? Now, I, and which is embarrassing. Yeah. Um, However, mm. uh, that is not uncommon. No, yeah. Uh, for stroke, for people who've had m- mild strokes, to think that, and uh, you know, I was forty at the time, and I mean, you're probably you're too young to be in this realm. But when you start hitting forty, hangovers <laughs> hurt, <laughs> you know, and especially because yeah. I'm a bit of a boozer, you know, and, and uh, or I was, and a bit bit of a druggie, and and kind of so my hangers were were pretty ferocious, you know, um, yeah. and. I just, I, I thought it was a hangover, and yeah. I didn't do anything about it, and I couldn't see, but it was, it was, uh, it wasn't so bad. It was, a, I would say, it was maybe under a quarter of my eyesight, okay. and a lot of again, it sounds like a bit like what you were saying about your eyesight. Mm. That when I get, when I got tired, I would, I'd get kind of blotches and blips yep. and those kind of sun mm. marks or whatever they're what they call them. Um, mm. So I sort of put it down. I thought, oh, I'm knackered and I'm hungover. Yeah. And I, did, I didn't do anything. But I wasn't in pain. I mean, I was in pain in the sense of, like, I feel rotten. Yeah. But I wasn't, as opposed to the second one where it was like, you had it to feels like act. someone is is, put, doing a, is digging a road in my head. Yeah. You know, this felt, it felt like a hangover. As I say, yeah. I, can't, I can't say, it, albeit a strong one. And so... How long did it? Did you just think it was a hangover for then? Until two you days. Actually, two days! Well, it? some of my hangovers will last. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, you'll get to that. I don't know how old you are, but... Like the, yeah. Uh, the, the, um, I just you, turned 30. Well, there you go. I'm you, an adult well, you now. Wait for, I, don't, you probably, I don't know if you drink now, do you? Do you drink? No, I don't well, really you'll, anymore. You'll avoid all that. So, so <laughs> well done you, virtuous you. Um, is... I think we uh, met on like a massive night out, so that's probably... Yes, yes we did. Indeed, we did. Let's, just, let's be quiet about that one. <laughs> um... We, the, uh, it wouldn't be uncommon for a hangover to last until another day. Yeah. Uh, He says slightly embarrassingly. But, so it was two days before I was like, this hasn't cleared up. And And then did uh, you just go and see your doctor? I went to an optician. Oh, Um, okay. Because I didn't think, I mean, the last thing I thought was a stroke. Yeah, Yeah, that's not what you just jumped to. I was 39, maybe 40, um, 39, I think. And I, wrongly, uh, yeah. uh, certainly now, as I now know the stats on this more, um, for assume just 
it, it never even crossed my mind. No. Um, no. I mean, I had, I had a little funny story at the time. It coincided with my one of my best friends, one of my best friends' father-in-laws mm-hmm. um, had had an aneurysm and a, had a brain tumor, basically. Yeah. And it, I, in my own little hypochondria, mm. I thought when I when I tested my eyes and the, the, the so the, the, I went to the opticians. The optician said you should go to hospital okay. pronto. Yeah. Then I started to be a bit frightened. Yeah. And I went and I had an MRI scan, um, mm. like a brain scan. Okay. And at that point. I started to panic, and because yeah. my eyesight hadn't got any better, and I thought, "Oh, I've got a brain tumor." Yeah. I know I've got a brain tumor. It this it was on my mind because of my because of my friend's brother, my father-in-law. Yeah. And I I, it's brain tumor. It's brain tumor. Mm. Stroke never even occurred to me. No. So when I went for the results of this MRI scan, and I had to, uh, and that was also like a week later for some reason. Oh wow. Um, actually, I know why because I had to do some gigs abroad, <laughs> but but um, so I didn't I didn't get to see the doctor again for a while, and um. And he literally said, you've had a stroke. And I went, wow. thank God for that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like, phew. Because yeah. I, cause I, I mean, and, and he was like, what? Wait, what? Because <laughs> yeah. um, I just convinced myself it was, it was yeah. that, you know? Um, so... And then are they able to, like, what happens after you? they say, oh, yeah, it's a stroke? Mm. Is there, like, treatment or moving forward? Like, do you have to change anything? Well... The trouble with y- yes, yes and no. Mm. Um, so stroke can affect three kind of things. It can affect the eyesight, as we've been discussing. It can affect your motor skills, it's like your physical abilities. Yeah. Um, and it can affect your speech. Okay. Um, and it hadn't done either of those two, except for like in the second one, sort of enormous fatigue. Yeah. Like enormous fatigue. Yeah. But n- but not. I wasn't. You know, a lot of people, they lose the use of their yeah. limb, yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. I hadn't had that. I was just I was just as if I'd been bulldozed into next week kind of thing. Yeah. But things were kind of working. And um, I think brain fog and whatnot. But, mm. I, you know, because I went in, I was like, am I making, am I making sense? Because I wasn't like, yeah. I'm making sense in my head. But yeah. is that making, you know, yeah. I wasn't sure. I, I couldn't write to start with. Okay. Because um, I think I was just discombobulated. Yeah, you know, wow. I was like, I'd, f- I'd forgotten... I think I've forgotten how to write, and then it was about few. It was a few days of I don't know. I was in hospital, uh, and um, I was like, "Can you bring me a pen and paper because I don't know if I can write." Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh no, I can write." Yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. A few. Yeah. You know, I was like, "I can't. I don't know if I can read." Yeah. Oh yeah, I can I read. Am reading, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. I just wasn't trying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But a little bit. It took a little bit yeah. of adjustment. Yeah. And then you sort of like I've got to read sort of a little bit to the left because of because of where the vision yeah. is same you know if i'm watching tv i'm just slightly askance to it yeah like, um askew so so unfortunately the eyesight is uh here at the moment untreatable okay um because what they if you lose physical or speech skills there are parts of your brain as what they call sort of neuroplasticity we all know um you can rewire mm. bits of your brain to learn to move your right foot, yeah. as an example. Yeah. Um, uh, yada, 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 speaking things. If other bits of your brain will do it. You sort of need to just sort of take some wires out and put yeah. them back in again, like yeah. one of those old sort of telecom things. Yeah. You know? a- apart from eyesight, which right. is very specific to one bit of your brain. Now, that might change in years to come when they have found a way of doing that. You yeah. know, So I don't... And I've got 
you probably have as well. I've got loads of mad friends who are going, oh, yeah, what you need to do, mate, you need to microdose and you need to, you, do you get that? Yes. Yeah, 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 and you go like, I'm on seven pills already, yeah, man. I, like don't, I, I, I don't think I ought to, yeah. you know, under normal circumstances. Like, no, I've never felt better. Because like, yeah, you, you have not had two strokes. Yeah, so maybe yeah, you yeah. microdose yeah. is all right, man. But yeah. like, not, I just, I don't, they may well be right. And I'm yeah. not, not to poo-poo yeah, like alternative it, sciences and stuff like that. I'm, not, I'm, I'm all for that. But mm. like, um, yeah, I don't really want to. I don't really want to start messing around with um, no, you know, mushrooms and microdosing and, and whatnot. Yeah. Before we carry on with the interview, I wanted to quickly jump in and say thanks for listening to this episode of That's So Chronic. Just a reminder that if you haven't already, giving That's So Chronic a rating or a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts really helps the podcast grow and reach more people around the world. It's super quick, you could even do it right now, and it helps more than you probably know. If you've already done it, a huge thank you for supporting That's So Chronic. All right, back to the interview. And so I guess when the second stroke happened, because you had this experience of the first one, did your mind immediately go, oh shit, this is another yeah. one of those? Yeah, well it did because I sort of recognised it. Yeah. Which was which is quite... There's a, there's a time scale thing as well with stroke. If you... If you you're very likely to have another stroke if you oh. just after you've had, you know, if you have what usually happens, what usually knackers people is that they have several strokes after the first stroke, like like oh, I didn't know that, like earthquakes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From New yeah, Zealand, we, you will know very well. You know, yeah. it's like the first tremor does certain damage, but weakens everything. Oh. And you're very likely to have another ones, but the longer it goes, the less likely it is, and it, it really, you know, okay, yeah, just it exponentially dips off. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh wow you've got to get to i don't know if you've seen some of the kind of stroke uh ab, but they have this campaign which is fast which is but essentially like face arm speech yeah. um and not burnt toast not burnt toast <laughs> <laughs> but you get into hospital as quick as possible they can put an anticoagulant in you and that massively reduces your likelihood wow. of having another stroke but there's a so there's a time scale yeah so i I this woke me up about six o'clock. It was during lockdown as well, so you know nothing. Right. But I live really close to a hospital. Okay. So I, I was, I went straight to hospital, and walked into A and E and went, I've had a stroke and I'm pretty sure I just had another one. Yeah. Uh, so they they literally whisked just you. Just you know. I mean, you so if you ever fast. want to get to the front yeah, of the yeah. queue, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> limp in, <laughs> and, uh, and and say you think you've had a stroke because you already had another one. Yeah. He says, I mean, I, you know, I'm being facetious, yeah, but you know yeah. what I mean. Um. Uh. And they immediately they immediately whisked me in. So and then they start as I said, they can put a drug in you, which mm-hmm. um, and then they examine what what they can do to help. Yeah. Uh, or not, as the case may be. Oh, my goodness. This feels really full on. Two strokes in 10 years. And then, I don't know, from my own experience, like, going through, and a lot of people that I've interviewed as well, a lot of the time, a lot of the stress or anxiety also comes from having to tell your friends and family or mm. having support people around. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious as to how you found having to navigate that side of things and yeah. did you have anyone yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah totally I mean it's it's a, yeah I mean of course the impact's not just on you is it yeah um and I mean my I was in Southend University Hospital in Essex where I live and that they were they were great 
Mm-hmm. Or some, well, I should say that. Some of them were great. <laughs> um, some bits of it were, were found wanting, but, but that's the NHS at the moment, mm. I think. But mostly it was a really good experience. People were very positive and very helpful. And in terms of telling... Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, I had my daughter with the first one she would have been five or six yeah. uh, and this time she was 16 so she she was my I just started going out with uh, Melinda who you met um, yeah. so we didn't, we didn't been like together for more than about six months and we were due to go and meet m- my mum and my sister and and I couldn't obviously mm. uh, and I rang uh, I rang I rang the, uh, my daughter's mum because I wanted to, her to tell yep. my daughter that I was in hospital, but mm. not to kind of worry and kind of, you know, yeah. sort of manage that situation. Yeah. And because I was with her the first stroke, she was kind of mindful of that. Mm. And that was pretty hard work because it freaked everybody out, yeah. of course. Um, and uh, and my daughter was clearly clearly a bit upset or very upset. And but the and the other and then I had to tell my partner who had not been around for the first it, yeah. stroke. And so that was kind of like, what, you know, what? What do you do? Yeah, yeah. And, then I, and then she had to tell, so she'd not, she'd not met my mother or yeah. my, or my oh, sisters. No. And the first, her first <laughs> meeting with them yeah. or, or conversation was oh, like, wow. hello, you don't know me, but, yeah. you know. So that was probably not a lot of fun yeah. for everyone. And the added kind of bugger was I was in, it was, it was during lockdown. So I couldn't, I wasn't, I couldn't. I couldn't get visited. Oh my god! Um, so for 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 a while, I was just uh, you, you, you're on your own, an appropriate siren. Yeah. <laughs> I was on my own in a in a male stroke ward, which is harrowing. Yeah. I mean, hospitals horrible anyway. Yeah. You know, uh, how, you know, no disrespect to hospitals, but they are. Yeah, they're, they're not <laughs> they the are, they? places. They're not yeah. the greatest places you want to hang out, and uh, and a male stroke ward with people in various degrees of you know, fuckedness yeah. um, is quite. Is hard, is hard. It's, it's, mm. it's freaky. But they're just people behaving really weirdly. And I, I was by far the least kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a technical term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I think I was. It was quite good because I think they really encouraged me to walk and move yeah. and and kind of like you you know get back on your feet. And I was doing I guess testing to could could I make can I walk to the end of the... Yeah. Can, can, can I, yeah. could I then walk down the corridor and mm. find my way back? Yeah. So they were quite encouraging about that sort of stuff. Can I make a cup of tea without burning the house down or, yeah. the, or, or sorry, the hospital ward down at that particular point so that could they release me out into the world yeah. and knowing yeah. that I'm not going to burn my house down yeah. um, with me in it. Uh, so they, they encouraged me to be pretty... To progress yeah. quite swiftly. And I think that was... I don't know. I mean, it's really weird, uh, Jess. I mean, I, a part of me... I think the part of me is quite stupid. <laughs> you know, like I can't, and, and which I think is both good and bad. I yeah. think it's like, because I think I'm a bit stupid, <laughs> I kind of like, it hasn't, it doesn't really freak me out. I don't spend a yeah. lot of time. Okay. I don't spend a lot of time going, well, when's the third one coming? Or what if? Or, oh my God, you know, I just, and, I, and maybe that's just a, a complete lack of imagination. <laughs> The flip side, however, I think, is is that I'm quite back on the horse-ish yeah, about it, and quite, yeah. you know, and I've said people have said this, particularly, like I I, uh, I had I spent a lot of time in the kind of uh, optical departments, and, and one of the one of one of the days that was quite weird was when I they registered me 
visually impaired, mm. sort of blind, disabled. Yeah, uh, you know, as a certificate of it. And I, it, wow. it I, I, bur- it, it made me burst into tears. Yeah, because I sort of went. Well, I'm not disabled. I'm yeah. not that. I'm not that person. It's like cause yeah. there's, there's people over there way more knackered than I am. It's not me. I'm all right. Mm. I'm, ja- I'm get, you know, I'm just get back on the horse. To sort of, and I think that's I, you know, part of that's wonderful. And I'm very proud of myself. And yeah. I pat myself on the back to have the courage um, and the sort of get back on the horseness yeah. to do that. And plenty of people, you know, particularly in the eyesight thing. I remember she was going, well, plenty of people just fold. And they don't they don't try and get back mm. on the horse, and it just they they never go out of the house, and yeah. you, and you really you know you you should be pleased with yourself. Yeah. However, I do think it's a it's a it's just stupidity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. I haven't been brave. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, it's it's purely a yeah. lack of imagination that I has made me. I wonder if it's um, also like your work as a comedian, like you are getting out there and you're doing things that are really scary every day because I'm sure a lot of people listening yeah. can <laughs> right, right, resonate right, okay. that yeah, yeah, yeah. standing up in front of an audience and trying to be funny, telling jokes. is much more scary. It's way more scary. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you know, as exact, same with you, right? You know, standing and standing, getting up and doing that, standing yeah. in a street and yeah. having to c- corral. It's stupid. It's stupid and it's, <laughs> it's scary and you face the music day in and day out yeah. and sort of, yeah, like maybe you were kind of trained for this sort of resilience building. Maybe I was. Building maybe I was. Bit. And also, you know, and I, again, I, you know, I said this in the show, but I mean, and you know, this as a performer, something bad happens to you. It's it's not very long before you think I can material, yeah. I can monetize this. This is this gives me a USB, which is a, which is an awful admission <laughs> and a very cynical one. However, you know, I mean, I you know, there's 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 if I was there's plenty of jobs where I just would have to have given them up. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, um, exactly. So, uh, I mean, I can't drive, but which is problematic. But then there's other ways to get to gigs, etc., yeah. etc. And then, but I can, I, I can't. St- I, I have to sit down on stage because my balance is. But my, my balance is a lot better now, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But, but, but that's doable. Yeah. Uh, if anything, and plenty of people have said this, it's like you've actually got a lot better. Um, sitting down has calmed the whole thing down. Yeah, Your right. delivery is calmer, and it's yeah. actually more focused. And 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 I think I agree with them. So, you know, there's, a, there's not a lot of jobs that actually you could cash in on having a stroke. And I don't mean that in a cynical way. I just mean it's yeah. like I can still do, do something with this. You yeah. know, I still can still do my job. If anything, I can do my job better. Mm. Um, because I've got something to talk about. Yeah. Do you remember when you first were like, right, I'm going to talk about this on stage? Yeah. Like, was it a big moment or were you just kind of like, you're so used to cheering No, it was amazing. Okay. No, it was amazing. Okay. I mean, it was on... on it was re- <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. It, no, you are all good. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Because I, I just, I thought... And like sorry, you've, sorry, sorry, sorry. you've been such an inspiration for um, me, and wanting to share my story, seeing you share yours on stage. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to ask as well. I think I well, there was two, there's two things that spring to mind. The firstly, I uh, well, we going f- so I was going through uh, lockdown. I hadn't written any stand up, and I kind of like a lot of stand ups were like uh, I haven't written a thing. Mm. I don't. I'm not, I haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. There's no inspiration to do it. There's no incentive because I'm not gigging. So I, I lift a pencil up. You know, having having used to writing every day. I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a writer. I like writing. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy it. It's not a hardship for me. I wrote every day, and I for two years or whatever it was at that 
time and written a thing mm. and was kind of wondering whether I even wanted to do stand-up anymore I was like, yeah. asked to go on the road again yeah. doing your thousand <laughs> miles a week type shit you know? yeah and uh, I got a bit bored of this and, uh, and then you know this happened and I would have had it another way but but yeah. immediately something extraordinary happened by definition mm. some extraordinary yeah. things happened and I did you know as I said earlier about about could you get me a pen and pencil? Can I write? And then I came, it came to the point where I was like, oh, I can. And I, I actually also physically like writing. Like I, yeah. I write, I don't really type so much. Yeah. Um, I write with a pencil or a pen on a piece of, on a nice piece of sketchbook, you know? And so I actually enjoy that process. And I just start, weird things started to happen to me. I mean, again, which you've seen in the show, yeah. and you will know because of your own medical history, you find yourself being prodded with this weird fucking thing <laughs> yeah. it, uh, you're upside down with your legs apart yeah, yeah. With, with, a, with a group of seven students <laughs> gawping at you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it is by definition uh, funny. Yeah, or, or sorry, or interesting, no, anyway. But, yeah. and, and sometimes very funny, yeah. you know, like because yeah. because it's such a weird... <laughs> and, and one's perhaps natural sense of humour um, mm-hmm, uh, as mm-hmm. a performer and someone who just goes, oh, I, can, this, oh, I can find something funny here. Yeah. Um, and so I just started writing again. Yeah. And I really started writing. And just weird, stupid things happened to me. Yeah. And just a couple of which in the show. I mean, it's like, you know, as an example, I went to the toilet late at night and because I couldn't see, I sat on a man who was already on the yeah. toilet, you know. <laughs> and, and, I, and, you know, that's in the show. And, you, you yeah. think, and it's, I remember instantly kind of going, how is, on what part <laughs> of the universe is that not funny? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's funny. I don't really yeah. have to do anything. No. You know? um, so that was good. And that, that was inspiring. And that was encouraging. And, I, and so much of my identity... I'm a stand-up. Yeah. I'm. I. You know. I'm like. That's everything about me. Yeah. I'm a, I mean. I'm. Yeah. A, I, I'm. I'm. Well, it's not everything. I'm a father as well. But yeah. I, and I'm a friend. And I'm a. Yeah. You know. But 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 it's. You know. Like same with yeah. you, right? You're a yeah. performer. Yeah. It's not. I'm not a bank clerk no. who could give it up instantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, uh, this like is my absolute, this, it's everything I do. Yeah. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. Um, I, co- yeah. I couldn't now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm 53. I have never had a job. You know, yeah. it's like, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, yeah. and I don't want, I realised I don't want one. You no. know? Um, so it was uh, essential to to me as a man, as a person, mm-hmm. to to be able to do it again. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, what I would have done if I couldn't, I, d- I don't know. And the other thing is that Jason Manford, who's a pretty well-known comedian, I don't know if you know who no. he is, but he's, he's a pretty well-known comedian. Okay. He was back on tour, and he, he or his management said, I heard you've been ill, are you a, a, I'm, I'm doing the Palladium in whatever it was, four or five months' time. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do it? Um, do you want to support me? And, like, yeah. and that was really amazing, because, again, it was like, it was like I've got... I'm going to be playing yeah. the Olympics or the Wimbledon or whatever. Yeah. You know, for, for, for someone like me, for someone like us, the Palladium is yeah. like an absolute bucket list thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, and so that that really gave me a focus for kind of it was a sort of rocky moment. You know, it was like yeah. now I now yeah. I train because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the championships yeah. coming up. You know, I had a real focus. And when I started doing gear, the first gig back, I was like, I don't I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if my brain's going to work fast. You know, you know, performing again. Yeah. It's like Everything happens at a thousand miles an hour, yeah. doesn't it? And yeah. and thing and and 
and also th- weird things happen. People heckle you. People yeah. people walk straight in front of you. What you drop something? Yeah. Uh, you you stumble over your words. Someone throws a beer at you. Yada yeah. yada yada. All sorts of weird nonsense. Um, you have to be able to rattle like that. And I yeah. didn't know whether I had the the chops to do so anymore. Yeah, because like your body has somewhat failed you, and you lose a lot of confidence. Then, a, yeah, of yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, can, can I just what? Yeah. And is my mind blancmange really? Yeah. Like um, yeah. I'll, I'll not because it's really got to be sharp mm. as a performer, and uh, and, I, and it probably was a little bit mucky. But but also what was quite lucky is that so was everybody's because we were just coming out of lockdown. Exactly. So nobody was like match fit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So me, I had the perfect excuse for being a bit crap. <laughs> you know, they didn't, but, <laughs> yeah. but I did because yeah. I was like, I was like you know, had a serious brain injury, people. Yeah. And um, so yeah. And I changed a few things about what I was doing as I sat down. I, t- I have I bring notes on with me, mm-hmm. um, as like almost like set list sort of things, which kind of remind me because my my mind is a bit or my not my mind my my um, memory yeah. is a bit pokey. Um, yeah. So it it sort of it's quite useful to have a few props. And what was the reaction like when you started chatting about having a stroke? Brilliant. Cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. Mostly brilliant. Yeah. Um, but also, one of the things I found I had is that people don't believe me because mm. um, I don't really look yeah. like a stroke survivor mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call me, um, and I didn't look like I was half blind, etc., etc., etc. So, you know, when uh, we're in an era where people are very sensitive about those sort of things, rightly or wrongly, probably rightly, and so, you know, going up and making a load of jokes about being blind. Mm. Uh, you know, in a way that going up and make a load of going up and make a load of jokes about being Chinese or Jewish is fine if you're Chinese or Jewish. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. The, the same with being blind. Exactly. Or, you know. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the time people just sort of thought like, "Well, is he? Has he had a stroke?" Mm. And didn't really, didn't really. And I, even so, even still, and I, yeah. I, I still have to really over egg that. And I know in certain situations it, they don't, they don't believe me. Yeah. Um, so uh, that that was kind of difficult. And I think certain people, again, also went, you shouldn't be making jokes about these things. Like, these aren't subjects for, for, for comedy. Um, and we discussed that, you know, with, yeah. with your condition as well. But also more people... And again, that's the era we're in with a load of people, yeah. you know, where, where being offended seems to be a national sport. Mm. Um, but the people that get it, get Really it. get it, and they love yeah. it. And, and I'm sort of, I suppose you have to aim your comedy at them, yeah. you know, uh, and f- be slightly sort of elusive enough to not get s- snagged up with the people who do object. There's always going to be people that object to whatever it is you said. So I've had far more positive feedback from people who've had stroke or, or whatever, whatever condition, yeah. you know, like, like everyone, you know, not even illness necessarily, but hardship, you yeah. know, as we, we, we all have. Yeah. And will have. So, so, um, so I don't think it's, there's a, there's a sort of notion of, I think I said this to you before, but of kind of finding the universal in the, in the particular, you know, and yeah. I think that's for a stand up, that's really good. And, and, and I talking about my stroke, uh, you do not need to have had a stroke to yes. get it. I totally feel that because when I was watching your show, I was thinking, oh, I can relate this so much to my experience of living with MS. But then I was thinking like Jonas, who was watching it with me, like he could relate that from seeing what I've gone through. You're and right, then right. like everything is, yeah, it was different. It was great. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. And you also performed jokes 
about having a stroke yeah. on Britain's Got Talent, and it got a great response. Yeah, well, it did, uh, uh, as well as some quite a lot of flack. But, oh, but um, really? yeah, it did. I mean, you, you read, read, some, of the, like read some of the comments. Of <laughs> read some of the comments. But, but, uh, but mostly, yeah. And I tried. I try, I mean, Britain's Got Talent's a very weird thing, yeah. and it's very mainstream. Yeah. And I, I sort of said to them, well, I'm not. I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do. Mm. This is what I do now. Yeah. Um, so if you don't want it. And I understand if you don't want it, but I'm going to be talking about my stroke mostly. Yeah. Um, and there's other things in there, and, and there are, you know, just to reiterate, it, yeah. is, it's not <laughs> not everything I do now is yeah. stroke. But I certainly, you know, want to talk about it, and I that's that's what attracts me to doing this is is it coming onto a mainstream platform and talking about this subject is close to yeah. my heart, and that's yeah. what I want to do. So I'm not doing it if if you won't let me do that. So they were pretty good about that, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's. From from a lot of comics, you know, well, such as yourself, etc. But other, it, I, it, I've I've been very encouraged because lots of comics went. You're the first comic who've gone on there and actually done comedy. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that's, that sounds really disrespectful to the people mm. who've gone on there before. And but if, I think the people who've gone on there before have either changed it to suit a mainstream audience, or they were quite mainstream anyway. Yeah. And I don't mean that, in a crit- it's not no, criticism, no, no. But, it's but they're kind of a bit more like uh, big and loud noises and not yes, uh, ex- yeah. a, a, a kind of make, yeah, like, impressions or making, doing doing stuff yeah. that kind of you And when I watched your, when I watched you on TV, I was like, oh, it's like I'm in Adelaide in a circus tent watching you Good. I do mean, that's a great. number, like yeah, that's a gig. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that's what, that seemed to be the case with yeah. people saying, it's like you, you didn't uh, massively change that's completely you, you know, rather than sort yeah. of like, oh, he's gone on and done completely. Yeah, like who he's is now this wearing guy? a shiny suit yeah, yeah. And, has had his, and has had his hair cut and shaved yeah, kind of yeah. thing, and he's doing jokes about his mother-in-law. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's you know, so that's quite good. I, you know, I kind yeah. of feel like that's not an environment that I would really feel I would fit into normally, mm. and so I kind of feel that was quite good to be able to at least survive in that scenario. Yeah. You know, and I got to the semi-final, which is pretty good, I reckon. Yeah. Um, uh, for for doing something that I didn't really compromise, really. I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't think. And you've definitely, you know, you're spreading so much awareness about stroke because I've learned so much from watching you do um, gigs in Adelaide and also watching your show here in Edinburgh. I did not know a yeah. lot of stuff about stroke. Well, that's and so good. That's good. There it's we go. just amazing. I think that's, I mean, I don't want, I'm not poster boy for stroke, yeah. you know. I'm not, and there are far more, there are, well, there are far more people with far more experience. Uh, either personally or more expertise medically mm. than me to discuss it. However, you know, I I think one of the nice things, one of the strengths of comedy is um, to talk about difficult subjects or taboo subjects. I'm, I'm, exactly. not, I'm not making it less taboo, I'm make, but but I think maybe it just to raise a little bit of awareness. Yeah. If that's that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. But if that's the byproduct, I'm trying to be yeah. funny. I'm, yeah, try, yeah, I'm exactly. trying to be funny and yeah. tell you my truth, man. But yeah. but you know that's my experience, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's valid. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to win a Nobel Prize for being a good guy. Yeah. Um, but if the byproduct is that it raises a little bit of awareness, yeah. or someone someone such as yourself who's had diff- different or the same medical problems goes uh, buoyed up by that in whatever either creatively yeah, or just, just personally seen, whatever yeah. feel seen yeah. um, uh, then I'm very proud of that too of yeah. course I am yeah, yeah yeah oh so good I definitely recommend if anyone's listening and they want to check out your work I'll make sure I pop it in the show notes so Thank people can find you but yeah when I was googling on the like stroke 
www.org.uk or whatever mm. website. Yeah, that's something that they definitely highlight is that everyone's experience of stroke is unique. Mm. Like, it's not like a textbook where everything is going to be the same. So I think it's awesome that you're sharing your story and your experience. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jess. Yay! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That's So Chronic. Like I said in the interview, I'll make sure to pop a link to Marcus's Britain's Got Talent sets in the show notes, as well as how to find him on social media and find out about his upcoming gigs. Speaking of social media, if you enjoyed this episode, why not share it on your Instagram story or with someone who you think might enjoy it as well? That really helps more people find the show, and I also just love seeing where you're all listening in from around the world. If you've got any questions, feedback, or you just want to connect further, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram. I'm at That's So Chronic. I hope you're having a lovely week and I'll see you next time.